Hey, Nora. We're in my neck of the woods. This is unusual. I know, and making your way across Toronto, across town traffic at 5 o'clock on a Friday night ain't no fun. Tell me about it. I know the traffic is insane here. So we got a couple of cool little stories going yeah, on here. Yeah, and they couldn't be any more different. Absolutely, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about how quickly the field of facial recognition and emotion detection is progressing. This is the good story. Mine's I mean, interesting. <laughs> this is the good scare your pants story, folks. But you know, I mean, this is the sort of uh, minority report, hello, yeah. Mr. Anderton, welcome to the gap kind of thing, but it's yeah. actually really starting to Very be good. real. Um, and I have a couple of things that I want to talk about, um, which is just the way essentially we're starting to develop these technologies that observe us and take note of uh, of us, whether that's how we appear or how we are acting. So exhibit A, Facebook launches uh, this moments feature for mobile, right? So basically what it can do is it goes through your uh, pictures on your phone and it looks for people that it's identified already in your Facebook friends uh, contacts in mm-hmm. your social graph, and it kind of automatically <laughs> tags everybody and groups them together by like this is the time that Kathy and Nora were on Ward's Island together or whatever it may be. So there's that. You know, you can see the convenience, right, for organizing your photos. So th- there's that. And for them knowing absolutely every single thing about where you are and tracking your whole life. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's interesting that. In Canada and in the EU, uh, Facebook is not, I don't know whether they're not permitted to or they've elected not to use facial recognition features in Canada and in the EU. So that's an interesting difference in the culture of privacy, eh? Yes, and may it stay that way. Mm -hmm. The other thing was um, technology that was written about in a a Fusion.net story called Face First. And so basically, and all these facial recognition things are basically done by using like points on your face that are identifiers. And typically what they need is like a good image of you already and and the ability to then match images up to that existing image that they have of you. So this Fusion article talks about this company called Face First. Yeah. The idea is to to let retailers establish a database of good and bad customers. Like, how the (laughs) hell do they do that? So if you have a list, like, let's imagine you have a list of uh, known shoplifters or something, right? Okay. And it just takes your image when you go into the store or if it has an image of you uh, and it knows, oh, Kathy always spends tons of cash at this store. Um, when it's see Sasha at the Prada store in Rome, <laughs> sirens go off. They swoop in on, and they throw me out in the street, <laughs> or the bars go down. So it starts to make you wonder, like not only the good customer, bad customer, but what if, let's say, your picture ends up in the paper because you were in a protest or a barroom brawl, in your case. Yes. (laughs) But, uh, you know, maybe you're going to be denied service in some other thing because you're sort of somehow affiliated with something negative that the company doesn't want. I mean, that's not so much this face first thing, but if you think a little bit in the future about well, for how sure these use things it could for be things applied. Like that. Mm. And how can you determine good or bad? Like what if somebody's having a bad day? What you're really talking about is they've got a lot of other information about them as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. If you have like, you know, a criminal record as a shoplifter or something like that. Yeah, but maybe for when you were 16. Yeah. The yeah. third thing I wanted to mention was, I found this super interesting. It's actually emotional recognition oh. yeah. technology. 
Um, so the idea is, first of all, the sad thing about this is the woman who's the main researcher on this is basically trying to address the fact that kids growing up with screens all the time don't know how to read human emotions very well. I know. <laughs> so we're actually training AI to teach humans how to recognize human emotion, which is very, very terrifying and terrifying. Um, and that seems to be her, terrifying, and that seems to be her intention, but you know, there's all sorts of other implications of how this could be used, like for things like advertising and, well, any time you want to use emotion detection. Yeah, but did you see how minutely these computers, they're examining like frown lines, mm -hmm. uh, laugh lines, what each single individual line means. And I would think that eventually as the AI becomes smarter, it will be able to detect human emotion better than people can. The example they gave was like a sort of micro expression you have before you start to laugh. But actually just the thought that kids can't read human emotions, yeah. like all the cues, like when you could be getting into really bad trouble, like mm -hmm. if you're a girl, a young girl at a party or something like that, or you know, love, kiss, all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. The thing I found really interesting was that um, people over 50 are much more emotive facially than yes. people under 50. Yeah. Did you notice that? I did notice that. I guess it's, I don't know what that, what explains that. Is it like maybe you get when older, you're older you want people you to feed you? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this, the research about people who have a lot of screen time not being able to read facial cues, this isn't the only person who said this. It's, it's actually coming up a lot. And you think about all the subtle things like yeah. I can see when your eyes glaze over when I'm wool gathering you know those no, no, are pretty no, no. subtle emotions stop. no I could just go yip 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 on and on about it like especially that face first that just scared that crap out of me when I read that yeah I had two notes on my other sheet that didn't make it over here <laughs> that said twice it said good lord <laughs> good lord <laughs> that is another example of how quickly the technology is progressing and outstripping the kind of legislative framework around it yes right? and how we're not asking the important questions around it mm -hmm. this is what worries me mm -hmm. the most who's watching this. I know you and I are. <laughs> I don't know how many people are listening to us, but, and you do on Spark. Mm -hmm. You talk about those sorts of things. Yeah. Well, I have to say in Canada, I'm very impressed by what the privacy commissioners do. And I think that like, this is a good example of, you know, the Canadian privacy context being more robust, uh, at least True. in terms of the way the privacy commissioner has interacted with Facebook in the past. Well, anyway, my story is a little different. <laughs> <laughs> I love this, though. Before I saw this, this was something, again, I grabbed at Kickstarter, but the guy's already got way more money than he needs, so mm. it's going to be going to market very soon. But I noticed at my doctor's office, he, about a year ago, started standing up. He was standing, and I thought, what are you doing? Like, this is so weird. And then there was a little seat there. It was like a high chair for me to sit in, which I sort of like that. You sort of swing your legs. So at least the doctor is looking down on you all yeah. the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's been using it consistently. And then, but now this guy, his name is Wayne Yeager, and he determined that actually, well, sitting at our desks we know is bad. Apparently, you know, you have a 40% higher chance of having like a cardiac arrest if you're sitting around all mm -hmm. the time. But standing isn't good because you can have like, you know, your spine shrinks. Just yeah, if you've ever worked there. retail, it's like standing 
is hard. Yeah. For a really long period of time. For a really long yeah. time. Yeah. Have you ever tried it at work? Like standing? I do. I stand as much as I can. Like the, I don't have a standing desk. So there's certain things like editing audio that I can't do when I'm standing up. Yeah. But as much as possible, I try to stand yeah. up. But I have to say, I do notice that there is a little bit of it, though I am part of the cult of standing, there's a little bit of a smugness factor oh, to the yeah. stand people. Like this <laughs> like doctor. So anyway, this guy, Wayne Yeager, has developed this thing. It's called the lean chair. At first I thought it was kind of stupid, but imagine a piece of wood, pat it, it goes back to a certain degree, and then you actually work. Like you're leaning back, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. in that position as opposed to standing up. It's also developed a table, like this arm that can swing in so it's ergonomically correct for you to actually be doing your typing. When you're on that, so you're not okay. going to be... Yeah. So you're not craning your neck not in some weird position. Neck. I know. That was the thing I thought, like, what's my head going to do? I've got a heavy head. I'm going to be, like, <laughs> flopping around. So I was worried about that. I really was. But then I saw, and people talked about that, and they said it wasn't an issue. Yeah. And he says it takes about 25% of the weight off the user's legs. So when you think of joint... Mm-hmm. Because you know, I was concerned about my knees, how this would work yeah. for my knees... I don't know. It kind of I reminded think... me of those, you know, like in warehouses when they have those like little dolly things for taking boxes, yeah. stacked up boxes around. <laughs> Maybe they could put wheels on it and just wheel you around. To your... but you're right. But yeah, to give you guys a visual, that is exactly what mm. it would look like. Mm-hmm. Like you were standing on a dolly. But we... fairly, fairly slightly, right? It's not, yeah. it's not a huge... Yeah, I don't have yeah. the exact... Yeah. yeah, it's not like 45 degree no. angle or something like that. But... Um, the medical findings, apparently it really works. Because that is one of the things that they always talk about. It's terrible to sit all the time, but it's also bad for you to stand all the time. Yeah. So that was an interesting uh, attempt and, to solve and, that problem. And there's a good video with it. I might, I don't know. I've got a nice desk, really good <laughs> chair. Get up every 20 minutes and walk around. <laughs> I, I should, I, I should. We will be back with another episode in sort of early August. Yeah. Come to the blog. For links to these stories and more at the snipper.net. Bye. Bye.